0: At you from the Messy Time Studios. Another beautiful day in Florida, 7th of November, 2022. I am honored and delighted to have visiting us virtually Emily Burns, who's coming to us from Austin, Texas. Emily and I became aware of each other because we were kind of on a similar list group talking about the absolute madness and insanity of the Wuhan panic and all that's come out of it. And so I uh, decided to have her on the show for a chat. So thanks so much for taking the time.
1: Thanks so much, Chris. I appreciate it.
0: No worries. So uh, I like. I think the thing that would really uh, touch us off well is this absolutely infuriating plea from Emily Oster in The Atlantic that we should all just give each other amnesty for the things that we said to each other during the Wuhan panic. I think she calls it COVID. I'm not sure why. Uh, and my reaction, like many, was amnesty for what? I've been screaming since February 2020 that this was overblown hysteria while well, totalitarians shut the governments down and locked kids out of school. So now the people that did this to us want amnesty. Uh, my blood boils. And I gather you had some cogent thoughts on this as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, I felt the same way. I mean, it's really, it, it's just so deeply cynical is the thing that I find so frustrating because it's, so yeah, obviously like we're no nowhere near an amnesty because I mean, an amnesty typically follows a trial.
0: Honestly, Right, That's first off. Happen. Guilt has Um, to be acknowledged first.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, there's not even, there's no, there's no, there's no acknowledgement of wrong. There's no, and, and this like, and it's, it's just yet another lie. And that's the thing that's so frustrating, right? Is it's like, it's a lie that we didn't know. She knew you can go back and look at her. You can go back and look at her, her Twitter feed. She knew what, what, that this was wrong. She had the data to argue this and she hold every punch um yeah she's got and and it's not just her right i mean it's and honestly she's a professor of
0: something i didn't bother to check i just saw that she's professor emily on twitter what does she teach something what's her discipline is she a doctor
1: economics at brown
0: (laughs) even better sorry go ahead
1: (laughs) um but no i just i think that we're we're not at a we're not a, a point that, that what they're asking for is not even remotely possible right now because there hasn't been any acknowledgement that it was wrong. And those of us who have been, as you said, screaming since February and March of 2020 that like this is absolutely not the right call, um, the, you know, the data and we were we were bas- we were acting on data, right? Correct. Like it was because we were, we would, we didn't just have a hunch. We weren't, you know, we were acting on data and pre-existing scientific precepts. And so to say to, to to perpetuate this lie that we just didn't know right. um, is it's insulting. And the reason, and it's doubly insulting because it is so purely political. And that's the thing that I find just so nauseating is that really it's just like, look, guys, just you know, we just want you to forget about what we did because it wasn't it. it really, you know, we we had our we meant we meant well, right? We've, we we meant well.
0: well, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: That's, and it's just not true you might have been able to argue that through through may of 2020 i think that it's very questionable but if they had that
0: stretches they, it already but yeah i'm I really have, in the first stages of a panic to give people a little bit of leeway but by by march of 2020 it was obvious this was a bad seasonal fluid who could care
1: yeah it was just it was beyond me and but then to see how actually interestingly i remember in you know, probably about May of 2020 when I was you know, trying to convince my friends and family to you know, take a saner course uh, I thought I'd hit on the perfect rationale that would actually finally make, sway them, which was that I, I said you know you just have to look at this as a cascade of dumbness right So if we yeah. don't open up the economy then what's going to happen come September, is the teachers are gonna say we're we're not going back to school if those guys over there aren't going like why should we be at risk if those people aren't going at,
0: at risk right.
1: and then, and then the kids aren't gonna to go to school and then I said and then Trump's gonna be able to run on sending kids back to school and he's gonna win because he's gonna to deserve to win I never realized that you could actually like run on on keeping kids out of school but that's what happened and that and now they're now that that happened right that definitely happened and now we we're starting to see the the just i mean how as these FOIA requests come out just how just disgustingly political it was i mean we knew it at the time it was obvious it was their
0: last chance to get orange man bad out of office and they didn't care in the slightest I, i i i want to kind of amplify what you're saying is that what was so insane right So I do a lot of quantitative work and statistics for a living, right? And so, and I've got family in Northern Italy. So I was getting statistics in January and February and I'm reading them and I'm like, well, it's sad for anybody, but like the the, the average age of death is like 85. And for people who have preexisting conditions, that used to be called life. And the boomers in America decided in one last thrashing fit of supreme selfishness, to sacrifice the children of this nation in the hopes they might eke out a few more months of life. To me, it is a moral travesty. And so when I get into conversations, it's not even about policy and who knew what went, like it is categorical to me. Fauci and Biden, these clowns should be arrested and tried for crimes against humanity. And and the fact that we're we're in this weird position where now we've got a bunch of people who are like, well, we'd like, well, well you know, we kind of knew as you point out, we didn't know It was absolutely clear. The statistics are perfectly clear. And so you saw it from the point of view of, correctly, that kind of political view, but the madness of crowds took over. And from an anthropologist perspective, I'm fascinated by that. Like, people are going to write PhDs on this for decades. How did all these people come to this insane conclusion? And those of us were like, I'm sorry, it's more dangerous for a child to drive in a car with his or her parents on the highway than it is to catch the Wuhan virus we're shutting schools madness
1: yeah no it's it's and i think the thing too that is that sticks in a lot of people's craw is that the people who are saying oh we just didn't know or we couldn't have known are the people who claim to have to use ra- reason and logic for everything that they do they yeah. claim to have the, be the arbiters of truth and yet they and and who have just, I mean, it was just, you just watched a whole swathes of the the U.S. population completely abandon every value that they said that they cared about. And, yes. it, and, and with, with not even, with.
0: with Without even and, a blink.
1: And just, and unwilling to engage in any sort of discussion about, well, hey, you know, when you look at what's happening like this is it's pretty classist right guys like i mean this is like literally like in you know infect the poor protect the rich you know to what you said about the schools i remember at one point um because at one point i got so angry i was running for congress and then my husband yeah said yeah screw this we're just moving to texas um but when i was
0: i understand your urge and i understand his rationality (laughs) yeah having left new york for the last free state in america florida i get it (laughs) <laughs>
1: and you did you did it early enough. But one of the things that I really found, yeah, you know, just just made my blood boil was i I was doing you know, these yeah you know, these calls, right? You have to, you know, when you're running for something, you have to call and you have to big people for money because it's yeah. how you test your message and everything else like that. And so I made this call to you know somebody who's not who's um you know, nominally Republican. And yeah, you know, I mentioned, so I went into my sort of sh- spiel, and at a certain point, and I said I mentioned that you know, in Massachusetts, kids had had access to just nine weeks of in-person school in the preceding year, where Florida had, had access to forty. And he said, "But it was a pandemic. It oh, is Lord. a pandemic." And I said to him, "I said, well, but there was no difference in the results." And he's like, "And he just, you know, and you said, like you said, he's this, he's a, he's a boomer guy who just felt terribly, terribly entitled to his." Yep protection regardless of whether or not it was effective regardless of whether it was and it was immoral even if it were acceptable Deeply immoral. It, was, it was it was absolutely immoral and i kind of couldn't believe the number of people who felt that was i mean it's if it, and if it's not you know if if we're living in a, if parts of our society don't see that as immoral clearly morality is something that 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 societies decide upon right then that, then i consider that that part of society to be just largely yeah,
0: putrefying. I mean, oh, yeah. right. Well, my, my my I had two favorite slogans that came out of that. My first was, and pardon me if this hurts your ears, because no matter how anyone says it, this is how I hear it. I
1: found the aliens.
0: All of these <laughs> innumerate liberal arts majors who couldn't define a standard of aviation if you held a gun to their heads would yeah. chastise me for being some kind of mean person because they found the bands, which presumably I am, I don't know, following what? Uh, it was, it was maddening. And the moment you'll notice the moment, the mantra I found the science ended was was when Rochelle Walensky became the head of the CDC and the science clearly said there's no danger to children and they should be in school. And the moment she said that before they grabbed her into the back room and beat her with rubber truncheons and told her to stop saying that remember the first five days of Rochelle's tenure, she was rational and honest. And then they beat her up and she stopped being rational and honest. Right. Um, and I used to, it was just infuriating that, that the other thing they would say, which they rapidly turned around was, well, it's important to teach kids to, you know, sacrifice for others. And I said, no, actually it's not. The job of adults is to sacrifice for children. That's the job. Your job is to suffer so the next generation does better, not to deny them proms and sporting events they've worked their whole lives for and everything else because you're afraid. If you're afraid, Lock yourself in your house. No one's telling you to go outside. That was what yeah. was so infuriating about this. They mandated actions on others when if you were really scared, move out to the country and don't talk to anyone. No one's telling you to stay in New York or Boston, go. But they didn't. They they shut everyone else down.
1: And there was no, and that's the thing too, is I think that there was an opportunity actually for it. Like when I when this first happened, I I went and looked at the age stratification and you know, I thought it it was it was scary for for older people. You knew obviously that the, that you know there there's obviously a massive stratification of comorbidities within people who are 65 plus, and that yep. was the part that, you know should have been being teased out that they instead decided to lump in because it made for you know it made it more confusing, right? Right. Uh, but you know, I I thought like, you know what we should yeah we should yeah, if if that's it would have made more sense for us to come together and say, okay, let's like, you know, we see that 65 year old person with comorbidities at the grocery store. Let's go sub in for that person. Like, these right. are the kinds of things that, you know, and, and it, but it was exactly, that's not what, that was at no point was any sort of thinking like that. Yeah, it was a risk-based strategy employed. And that would have made, like, that's what would have made sense was like, Hey, we'll all come together and we know who's at risk. We'll take the time to get even better and more clear or clear, clear Greater clarity on this, and then give people guidance so they can choose if they want to live their lives or not. Yeah, you know? and and that just it's, uh, yeah. I, I it, would love
0: I would love to get your 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 perspective on this because you were in Massachusetts when this was happening. I, I imagine the insane polarization of what used to be the press. We haven't had a press in the country on twenty years, but there immediate adherence to Democrat Party talking points. I, I still talk to people, I think it's irrational, who believe that Ron DeSantis is Ron Death Santis, right? He locked all the nursing homes in February of 2020. He saw the data out of Italy and he realized older people at risk. He shut the nursing homes, only allowed people who had been tested to go in. If you were going to go work a shift, you had to stay there for five days and then leave. And he put the National Guard out and protected them. In distinction to say Governor Cuomo New York, who sent infected people back into nursing homes while there were empty naval hospital ships sitting in New York Harbor, and instead of calling that out, they still still cheer for Cuomo oddly while this drumbeat that Ron DeSantis was about killing people. I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know, what's your perception of what they think their end game is? If you're going to create this kind of societal discord, what do you want to be, you know, king shit on Third Mountain? Like, what's the point, in your opinion? Because since you thought of running for Congress. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, my rationale was more around <laughs> just trying to re- reduce the bureaucratic state. But I, as far as, like, trying to understand their motivations, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I can't really, I, I can't figure it out. I said to friends who these are friends that we've since lost at one point um, when when they finally saw us after um, almost two years, I, I said, you know, I just, I don't understand why the people who were on top of the world would break the world. Like it was working for you. Why would you do this? Like I just fundamentally don't understand it. And I, it, it clearly comes from a kind of hubris. And like you said, I think it's, I think the end game basically it was Trump, and yet then Trump was gone. Right? right
0: then he's gone. So, so great, he's out. So let's stop all this Why,
1: why did it keep going? And a similar, I, I was talking to my husband at some point pr- on the during the run up to the twenty twenty election, and um, you know, and I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm not a Trump fan. Um, he's no. like, I'm, I'm, a big, I. Frankly, like 2024, I really hope DeSantis wins. But in 2020, yeah, he was the only you know, choice against, Like, it was a vote against lockdowns and against mandates. And, um, and, it, and the choice was pretty clear. But when I was speaking to my husband about this, I said, you know, I look at this and what I find so infuriating is if Biden wins, you know, he's just gonna like, he, he's gonna open up the economy, like let kids go back to school and then they're gonna take credit for everything. And my husband said to me at the time, he said, you should be so lucky
0: you should like be so lucky did, exactly if
1: people they if, got that
0: taste of power and loved it. it
1: and it just makes no sense right like I'm, if they had done that they probably would have been able to they they would have i mean i guess the the issue is is that it would have been a reversion it would have been it it would have been a retreat from what is clearly a, a fairly totalitarian agenda.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. completely totalitarian. They love it. Yeah, no, they yeah. love it. Absolutely. So
1: you can't, you, can't, you know, once you've got this going, you can't you can't ever acknowledge that you were wrong. You can't ever, you know, you know, the damage is fine because it's all in support of, you know, some sort of utopia that I'm not even sure they know how, would know how to define. And if they did, would probably scare the shit out of people. Yeah,
0: so. Well, I find it so funny is, is having, you know, uh, spending a lot of time hunting and, and the you know, largest gun club in America is near me. And right. is, is a friend of mine who a lot. I, I do a lot of vets. I sit on the board of a uh, foundation for special operations veterans. Um, and we all laugh and say the people clamoring for this chaos are afraid of guns. They're not even sure what gender they are. Right. And the people <laughs> they hate are armed to the teeth and are very good with weapons. Like it's bizarre. It, on a practical level, none of it makes any sense. And, um, yeah, they, 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 the, the the problem is that you know, I, was, I was talking about this with an, with an old friend because my grandfather in New York happened to be the head of the firemen's union. He negotiated all the benefits packages with Mayor LaGuardia, like Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. If I explained to him what modern Democrats stand for, he'd look at me in bafflement. Like none of what he understood a Democrat to be, which was... A working man fighting the evil capitalists to get a better share of the economic pie while the free economy created jobs, right? He would be baffled by this. It would, none of it would make any sense to him. You're screaming at me about multiple genders, and you don't want you doing everything you possibly can. You know, my, my family has experienced many, many do. And you know, I I've hated it in the last few years when anyone says Hitler, because that just gets really boring. But the fact that's really relevant is. The Democrats' main policy was Hitler's main policy when he came to power, which was to take away the firearms to the citizenry. Their whole goal is to disarm the population while they got a taste of this micromanaging nonsense. Mm-hmm. And again, as, you, as, as all of us are wondering, like, to what end? And I think a lot of it's just, I don't think they know to what end. They just love telling other people what to do, I guess. Very strange. They hate freedom. They don't like individual choices.
1: No, because they think that we'll make bad choices, and they can make better choices for us.
0: Yeah, we yeah. no proof to back that nonsense up, but they keep blindly going forward. What is that great line? Um, rarely right, but never in doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so anyway, I didn't want to interrupt. So, I what 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 from your point of view, what's like really important from here? Like my mantra is never again. We can't let them declare victory, right? But like, what is your focus now that at least some of the absurdity is waning? You know, what what is your Kind of biggest goal of trying to make people aware of just how stupid this was.
1: So I, I, it, it is to make people aware of how stupid this was, and through through every possible means. And so I think some of that is via. I, I think that, I think that there's in order for this never to happen again, we kind of have to articulate what are the things, what are the ways in which, what are what were the mechanisms that made it possible, and uh, I think some of that is. Some of that's clearly institutional. I think the bureau- bureaucracies are just way, way, way too powerful. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. they just, just, they clearly, they, they just need to be, they just need to be gutted. I mean, I can't, they, they serve no purpose other than to cause harm at this point. Um, but that's not, yeah, that's, that's not, it. that's not the end of, uh, end of it, right? Like the, 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 the medical establishment has been awful. The scientific establishment has been awful, um, and I think yeah, you know, part of that has to do with funding structures, and there there's there's just a lot of there's a lot of of, of re rethinking things. Uh, but I think too there's I, there's an element that I think is very very important, which is how did all the people, how did all the smart people, or the people who think they're smart, shut <laughs> their brains off, and why was that? Because and that's actually where you know you mentioned Hitler and I as I said I've kind of turned to history for the last couple of years trying to understand you know the rise of these kinds of um, of the uh, the rise of totalitarian regimes and I I think that you know, the social um, approval of of the Nazi regime is something that's important to understand because we all look at it and d- assume that it's some some sort of unique defect of oh. German than militarism and it's not
0: oh, they were right? just more it's, efficient so to beat out a stereotype yeah. they were just more effective
1: <laughs> i i think that it so understanding and i i find it very interesting i have i mean as i said i've lost a lot of friends over this um and there are many others where we just avoid talking about anything substantive so you know those are hardly friendships anymore right,
0: right? same kind of thing um,
1: but, yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to think about things. They don't want to work through the logic of the consequences of saying that we are going to exclude people from society based on a vaccine, even though we know it doesn't stop transmission. Like, there's no moral. There's no possible moral imperative of that point.
0: Right. So it doesn't why do anything. Do period. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, like the only possible reason is to just stick it to is is to exclude people. And how is that? How is that? Coherent with your other values of you know, inclusivity and you know, equity and, and all of that. And it's it's not. And then why do you think it's acceptable to, you know, to not have like to have a strong opinion about something like this without being conversant with the data? Right. And these are people who can be conversant with data, and they're choosing not to, they're choosing to be spoon-fed, uh, their, spoon-fed their science. By, you know, by these new secular priests and that's that's if that's okay we get to treat like that you don't deserve any respect at that point and your viewpoints don't reserve, deserve respect um, And I think that that's something that people we need to come to grips with and I think that there, I think that that's something that will happen via you mentioned you know, PhD theses and such like that. I think that you know scholarship and arts and and when we start to tell these stories, honestly i think that's like that's really what needs to come about right is it needs to get into the consciousness just like the like you think about how dominant the the world war ii is and sort of like the general ethos of our um of our thinking and like this fight of good against evil and you know totalitarian against freedom and you know we need to we need the, this is this is a good time to like re to re-up that right and to re- well, I, remember
0: I, I don't want to interrupt i do want to say that what's fascinating is um i just had a old friend of mine on uh, brett stevens who you know uh, wrote for the journal for a long time and writes for uh the uh the new york times um and i think world war ii is very dominant in anyone kind of over 40 and i just think that you know, history, they do such a horrible job at not teaching history well in our schools. I don't think it resonates at all for anyone under 30. I don't think they have the, the horrifying lack of knowledge. Nothing short of horrifying. I mean, it's Santa Diana's caution writ large. You ask yeah. an average 18-year-old about the Holocaust or about, you know, what was the beaches of Normandy? What was D-Day? You get a blank stare. They don't have a clue. And so I think it's it's very important that that teaching of history uh, and statistics, but um, you know, closer to home, I'm, I'm kind of curious because I've had this same insane, either disjunct or argument or just walk away with people I've known my whole, whole life. I swear the people in New York and elsewhere that put up with this crap, they have a version of Stockholm syndrome. Like it's too personally painful to admit that you were lied to. And you locked you and your family in your apartment for two years for no reason. Like, I think see, it's just the, the mental break that would come from admitting that is worse than just ignoring your friends who understand statistics and say this is a nonsense. I, re- I really, that's been the oppression I get. Like, how, so do, you you, think how do you rationalize this? A friend of mine, my daughter is finishing high school and and doing a d- dual degree in college, right? Almost done one of the kids she started school with friends of ours before we left New York, it was so damaging. She's repeating her junior year and they had to move her to a private school. So that family is going to admit that they damaged their child so badly that she's being left back despite doing excellently on her scores. I just don't think that people psychologically are ready for it. It's easier to just forget it and move on, which is a danger because if they forget it and move on, these totalitarian clowns could say that it worked, and they'll do it all over again whenever they can. They're already trying with monkeypox, monkeypox, monkeypox. If you are not a gay man who likes group sex and Ibiza on drugs, your chance of monkeypox is 00001 percent, right? Yeah. And but that's the that's Biden's that describes Biden's health star. God bless him. His lifestyle is his. I don't care. But like he's on a campaign trying to scare everyone in the world about monkeypox. Because gosh, they've loved this this control for so long. <laughs> so yeah, I ran anti on I
1: think it's right because I, I think it's a it's a really important point. Actually, is how do you get acknowledgement um, without? Um, how do you get acknowledgement from those from the people who again they they shut off their brains and they harm their kids, they harm their families, they 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 I. But I do think it needs to happen, and I don't. I don't really think that we're sort of free of this until we we, kind of, until that starts to become, you know, it's like people now. Uh, I think there's you know pretty general understanding that the Iraq War was was a terrible mistake, and it's an. E- but I think it's an easier one to, to say because, we didn't hurt each other.
0: We right. just, it's just policy. This complex. It. They told me it mattered, and. Blah blah blah. So it's easier, right? Because it's not the yeah. same thing as I did this to my kid, unless, of course, your kid volunteered for the army and went and died, in which case you're really yeah. irritated by this. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I do think that yeah, you know, that is unquestionably the goal that or that that is unquestionably what what you know, Democrats want and and reasonable number of Republicans as well. Oh um, yeah. And- fighting the same old same old things and you look particularly like the establishment wing of the the republican party like the my former uh governor uh governor baker and larry hogan who, who both of whom had atrocious records for school closures and extremely draconian those guys they're trying like they want they want to just move on and they want to forget about it oh, um, and hardcore. they to and they want to say everything they did was necessary and they also haven't been really hit hard by like the, the right-wing media because they have an R in front of their name. Right. And it just really shows that, you know, and, and frankly, this has been, I've watched, yeah, I'm, I come more from the libertarian you know, wing of, of the party and and I, I identify as a libertarian, but I've watched a lot of libertarians who really je- demonstrated that all the things that the, left people, the left-wing the left people said about them were true, which is they're just libertarians to, because it, it it benefits them financially. And right. so if it, maybe you've just seen a lot of people who truly who have no principles and or it's or certainly where you know individual liberty is not anywhere remote, it's it's not even something they value, it's something that they think is that you know, belongs to them and for every everybody else is too stupid to be able to wield it. And yet they are, have been the people who have pro- proven themselves too stupid to wield it. Like that's oh, the God. thing, right?
0: My favorite in all this. Was Arnold Schwarzenegger, former Republican governor of California, puts out this message like your freedom's not important? And I'm like, bingo! There's the son of the Austrian Nazi. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. right. That you no kidding, Arnold? Really? That's what you yeah. really believe? No kidding. And the number of people. My favorite was when. Uh, well, there's so many favorites, but I, I, I didn't even understand what it was because I'm not particularly on social media, and I was I was drawn into a conversation on LinkedIn, which I've since been thrown off of uh, mainly because just as a quick aside, LinkedIn um, allows people to publish anti-Jewish hatred all day long. I Mm -hmm. criticized that and they threw me off because I was bullying the Jew haters. So that was fun. That's, that's my little, I've tried to put something in about LinkedIn in every episode so people pay pay attention, but they were arguing on about this. And apparently like one great insult from the left on a message board is if you say something like, well, freedom is important, and they write M-U-H, freedom, like, freedom, apparently that's a big put-down or something. But I didn't understand what, what it meant, and so I was, I was trying to, like, respond to this person. Like, I'm saying, what? What What are you talking about? And then I realized, like, this is some big cutting insult, I guess. Um, but, yeah, no, for those of us who understand liberty, freedom is, is more important than absolutely anything, period. That's it. You can't make any decision, because the moment someone says, you're in danger, I'm going to protect you, that's when they're coming to take away your freedom.
1: Yeah, uh, and, it, and, it, and it just has been so like, it's been so clear like with, with all of these encroachments, right, like every one of these made it so hard to, to push back, right? So in Massachusetts where I lived, right, uh, we, we were under mask mandates from May of 2020 on, In November of 2020, they instituted a an outdoor mask mandate as well. Uh, Yeah, no, it was just it was utterly insane. There was there were capacity restrictions. You weren't allowed to be invite people to your house um, more than you know outside of your family. You weren't allowed to have groups more than ten people, and so you were always concerned about whether or not like. I mean, you we can, can stop.
0: going to break down your door to look for yeah. the eleventh man.
1: But the reality is, is there was such such complaints. We couldn't even find ten people to invite to our house. Right. So, like, <laughs> I mean, I had to go to Twitter and like, li- like, send out things, like, literally, like, inviting Twitter randos to my house to <laughs> like try and see if I could like
0: see if you get a minion.
1: <laughs> I mean, it just it is. I, I I I find, and 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 this is again. This is all of this. If we'd been able to have reasonable conversations, if there hadn't been these mandates in place, then none of this bizarre polarization could have happened because we would have talked through things. The people who were terrified wouldn't have come, right? right. The other people would have, and we would have, and then we could have like sort of slowly brought the other people along and and conversed. But when you then become by by to you know to break the law, it, it, to, when it the only way to to create any sort of convocation re- requires functionally breaking the law Right is, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a dissident. Like, this is crazy. I am a dissident, but I am like not your standard dissident. You're not a dissident, dissident
0: until they make a law that makes no sense. And then you are, that's Churchill's great line, <laughs> right? A, a bad law is one that makes an honest person a criminal. Nuts.
1: It's, it is just, it's so bizarre. I mean, the, I, 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 I read, um, uh, one of my friends, you know, he wrote, he wrote a post, and he said, and, and, and he started it off saying, saying it's very frustrating to be arguing about absolutely everything every single time.
0: Exhausting, and that's yeah, part of their strategy. They want to wear you down into compliance.
1: Well, but it also does make you think, it's like surely they can't, they, they they'll be, they're right on something, but they're not. No. I mean, that's the. Thing. and it's like no. and it's all and it is all just supported with like i mean once you see once you kind of get the pattern you just go and it's like okay let's go see what happened. okay this is how the trick that that's when it's just
0: the main thing i especially love because i i i deal with a lot of medical professionals and if you if you wear an n95 you're a doctor a nurse right you work in a hospital you get fitted every three months or so for your n95 mask because you're faced by change maybe you know right you you, you People with beards is pointless. That's why surgeons don't have beards because you can't fit a mask that works. So this Kabuki theater of bits of T-shirt spread across your face. Never mind asking children who are notoriously sloppy from. So it once it and then that N95 mask you discard every thirty minutes and get a new one. That's in a hospital setting. If you're not doing that, you are doing absolutely nothing useful to protect yourself or others, and you're actually getting yourself sick because if you're wearing this dusty, dirty, wet thing that's been on your face for more than three hours, you're recirculating pathogens back in and giving yourself nasal infections. The fact that anyone put up with this is, is, is just it is so insane. And when you're in the midst of insanity and you're screaming that that's crazy and everyone around you is like, you're the crazy one, it's very weird. It's a very strange, strange feeling.
1: It is. It really is.
0: So, what's your big plan forward? What this, I, there is an unending stream of stupidity that we can chat about. But what is kind of, if you'd wave your wand and have people be more receptive, like what do you think is the most effective, practical path from here, given all of the sort of inertial resistance and people like what is. What is it that gets us to a better place societally so that the reality of this is acknowledged by as many people as possible? What, what, what's what's your utopia in terms of at least people that think about things?
1: I just think we just need to talk about, talk honestly and f- openly and frequently about it. I think it just it just can't get, I don't think we can um, capitulate to the, des- the the desire to Just kind of move on without saying it was wrong Um, and acknowledging I I just I can't see any way that this doesn't end up happening again if we do and and there are some just really serious serious repercussions that come from this I I, so I I I wish I had a a, I just think it's like like all of this has been it's just chipping away like I remember like you said you you posted that that white paper that you sent around and similarly, in, in March of 2020, I was you know, sitting there kind of doing as much, you know, downloading everything I possibly could, doing all sorts of analysis, trying to understand, trying to put it in perspective for, at the moment, just for my family, but also just being like, what the hell is happening? And wondering why I was having to do this. And I have you know, repeatedly heard, heard from you know, people, it's like, even if you're right, like, what do you think you can do? And that's actually, but yeah, that's
0: that's how the power structure wants you to think. They want you to think there's nothing you can do about it.
1: And it to me, one of the really interesting um, lessons over the past two years has been actually like we do have an incredible amount of power, and particularly when the people who are supposed to be doing this abdicate their responsibility. So when the CDC abdicated its job, people were out, you know, and they were still publishing the data. Thank God.
0: Worst.
1: Yeah, but because of that, other people gained credibility and they were non-scientists. They were non-professional people because we were the people who could risk, you know, our, our jobs weren't on the line. Yeah. And so I think that that is something that people need to, that, that I would like, if I, I don't think one person can do it, but every, if everybody internalizes that their every, every argument, every discussion, every time you say no, um, when you know you walk into a to a doctor's office and they, they say, can you put on a mask, or you just pretend not to hear them? They're not going to ask you twice. Like it's just the push the, the 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 constant pushback creates the the space for for understanding. And I think so. I don't really think that there's um, I don't really think that there's one certain way for me. I you know we're we're working on you know we're funding we're funding research and scholarship. In these areas i think trying to to i'm i've I, i'm just trying to do whatever i can to find find whatever whatever ho- holes in in, the,
0: in well, the armor i will certainly point point people to your sub stacks uh, you've written some brilliant stuff there that's a helpful jumping off point for them um and so i appreciate you taking the time to come on because it's 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 it's, it's you put it very well so many people in the medical community abdicated the responsibility to truth and honesty and do no harm because of a range of financial incentives. The most infuriating one, just quickly, um, and I don't know him well, so it's not like I lost a friendship, but we sat in an advisory board together. He is a medical doctor and an entrepreneur and the head of a public company. Uh, and so we actually had a couple of arguments about this. This is like a year ago. So in the midst of COVID, supposedly, whenever it's terrified, we all met together in Atlanta. Um, and then he put something up on LinkedIn, which is like, this, this study proves that masks are necessary. Okay, well, I mean, he's actually a really smart guy. I respect him. So I read the paper. Well, if you don't take the time to read the paper and you're not fluent with statistics, you might not catch that this paper said exactly the opposite. There was nothing in this paper that claimed masks worked in any way, shape, or form. It was run by the CDC. And it was the, the details don't matter. But it was a small N it was outside, inside, air conditioning, not air conditioning. There was no statistical evidence in this paper that indicated putting a mask in your face did anything. What he meant was, I'm a good Democrat, and I want to continue to get grants from the government, so I'm going to write this. And I took up to task on LinkedIn, and he blocked me. <laughs> but it was so appalling. Like, And that, that one particularly was egregious because there was a reason for that. Yeah. You, you deliberately made that choice to tell this lie. It wasn't like people were calling you. It wasn't like the CBS was calling and asking you for your opinion. Anyway, I I hope when people untangle the financial incentives that cause the distorted behaviors, maybe that will convince them if statistics alone will not. But, Emily, thank you so much. Um, Final words? Final words? What will you you tell people to do if they are still wondering about this? They might be open to a little bit of reason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'd love to connect with people on, I'm very active on Twitter. It's at Emily underscore Burns underscore V. And also I, I write about this on my sub, sub, sub stack, which is, um, I think you can find it just by Emily Burns sub stack or relamination is the title, but
0: we'll put both, both links below. People can find it easily.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you, Chris.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. And to my long-term listeners, just remember one more reminder, Turn off the mainstream media because they're lying to you and tune in here.
1: (laughs) Learn what Bitcoin is, how it works, and why it matters. Bitcoin 101, your ultimate guide to the fundamentals of blockchain.